This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. All right, welcome to Cousin Sal's winning weekend. Hey, there's only one thing better than betting on football, and that's betting on playoff football. Am I right? I knew I was right. I knew it. Super Wild Card Weekend is upon us, and coming up, we've got our very own wild card, more of a giant wild carb, I would say. My old friend Harry Gagnon is here to help break down all the games. I'm looking forward to hearing his latest reason as to why Andy Reid is overrated. Also... We've got NFL writer, one of the best in the business, Peter King, is joining us. He's going to tell us why some teams might think twice before hiring Bill Belichick. And he gives out his first annual NFL Cosmo Kramer of the Year award. It'll make sense later, I promise. Oh, and before you complain more about having to get Peacock to watch the Dolphins and Chiefs square off, I am going to tell you how and why we should all make the most of it. But before any of that, let's recap the big NFL headlines in a segment that was limited in practice this week, but is always ready to go when the show kicks off. It's cover four. Hey, did you hear? Jim Harbaugh finally did it. He won a national championship for Michigan this past Monday. It only took nine seasons, uh, three-game suspensions, some alleged nifty sign stealing, and for Urban Meyer to leave Ohio State. But the Wolverine is finally off his back, and now all the talk is if or when he will make his move to the NFL. And I think he is on his way to the pros, and it's going to be a family feeding fest. This offseason, in addition to the Rooney rule, there's going to be a Harbaugh rule where each team with a coaching vacancy is required to interview one of the Harbaugh's. Jim, John, and I think even the mother Jacqueline is ready to get fitted for a headset. But before you get too excited about your struggling team signing this big name, NFL reporters are letting it be known that Jim Harbaugh is going to want a huge contract offer to leave Michigan. Wow, really? I had no idea. I figured he was still doing okay living off those residual checks from that time he appeared as Screech's cousin on Saved by the Bell. Anyway, whatever jumbo bag has tossed Jimbo's way, I think it's safe to say we can at least rule out Baltimore as a landing spot. Sure, this would be a great idea for a new hit reality show called Brother Swap, but that ain't happening. So the experts say the favorites to nab Jim Majesty are the Raiders and Chargers because Harbaugh has ties to those teams ties. This isn't six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Of course, former pro players have ties to most NFL teams somehow. I have ties to bacon wrapped scallops, but no one is going to make me the CEO of Fogo de Chow, right? No, it's not going to happen. Oh, damn it. I knew it. Bummer. Ties or not, one thing is for sure, wherever Jim Harbaugh ends up next season, he needs to skip the Payless prescription glasses and khakis and use that meaty head coaching loot to hire a team of full-time bodyguards that keep him safe from undesirable sports gambling junkies. That's him with my pal Harry. Who's got it better than him? Well, maybe the other 20,000 people at the Springsteen concert who didn't have to stand next to Harry for three hours. 
coming too. All right, let's talk about Bill Belichick's last game coaching the Patriots against the Jets. A memorable one. Actually, it's mostly memorable to me and only for one part of it that kept me mesmerized for three hours, and that being the snow. Have you seen this stuff? It's truly remarkable. A little frosty precipitation shouldn't have made a difference in my viewing habits. It's still the last place Patriots and the would-be last place if not for the Patriots Jets. An atrocious matchup amidst a slew of playoff-dependent games, and yet I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. And it makes no sense. I went to college in Oswego, New York, where the nearby lake was frozen over on Independence Day. Why is this still appealing to me? Maybe subconsciously, I'm hoping a polar bear is going to attack Robert Sala while he's tossing a challenge flag. It's inexplicable, and yet we always watch. You know why? Because no matter how bad, snow can save any football game. Much like melted cheddar cheese could trick your children into eating broccoli. You have two bad quarterbacks and offenses with no firepower? You know what'll help? Stick them in a blizzard. I'm not kidding. Let's go ahead and make it an annual tradition. Every year, take the crappiest garbage game of Week 18 and flex it to Greenland. And then watch the ratings soar. You get the overseas goodwill, viewership from our cozy living rooms will be way up, and the players and coaches will have the entire offseason to deal with their frostbite. I mean, we're going to cryogenically freeze Belichick anyway, right? Might as well get a head start. Actually, improves his personality tenfold. Cover three. More coaching stuff? Okay, fine. Let's talk about that Saints-Falcons ending on Sunday. Fast forward all the way to the end because who cares about the rest? Two stupid teams playing. And as a little over a minute left, New Orleans has a 41-17 lead. All they have to do is kill the clock. But instead of taking a knee, Jameis Winston takes a dagger and shoves it right into Atlanta's collective buttocks by handing the ball to Jamal Williams for an unnecessary touchdown. This led to a post-game altercation between Saints coach Dennis Allen and the now unemployed and former Atlanta coach Arthur Smith, which was basically the highlight of the Falcon season, let's face it. But it's actually kind of sad. I get why he was so hot. Arthur Smith looked like me anytime someone says Huey Lewis in the news is overrated. I mean, talk about adding insult to injury. It's as if just before he was fired, the team mascot was hanging out in the parking lot slashing his tires. And after the game, Jameis explained that it was a team decision because they wanted to get Jamal Williams a touchdown, which would be his first of the year. Just FYI, Jameis, a team decision is like, where should we all go for dinner after the game? Or are we seeing Iron Claw or Wonka? Not, hey, what do you guys think? Should we overrule the head coach and run our own plays? Anyway, of course this is how the season would end for two NFC South teams, the NFL's weird uncle division. The good news is, now Jameis, who will be looking for a job next year, can add to his resume, disobeys coach's orders in the box right next to, is capable of supplying countless interceptions, and has a tendency to steal crab legs. Get ready, Jameis, because I guarantee some teams that may have considered signing you have decided to call an audible. How do you like that? All right, in addition to the postseason, it's also award season. The Golden Globes, the Emmys, SAG Awards, DGAs, and AVNs will all hand out honors for performances on the small screen, which got me thinking. There's no shortage of excellent acting in our favorite TV genre, professional football. The glitz, the glamour, the gridiron, it's all there. So I've decided to put together my own presentation, and without further ado... Put your hands together for the first annual Cuzzy Award for Excellence in Acting this NFL season. Thank you. Wow, it actually seems like a real thing now. All right, the nominees are for acting as if he has never seen a football in his life, Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Toney. For acting like he's closing a big deal when he's actually trying to secure a table for four at Pizzeria Bianco, Tommy DeVito's agent, Sean Stellato. For acting like he has a chance in hell of winning while playing at an airport slot machine, Raiders owner Mark Davis. And finally, for acting like she actually enjoyed a Chargers game this season, super fan lady Marion Doe. Wow, even Daniel Day-Lewis thought that was over the top. All right, the first annual Cuzzy for excellence in acting this NFL season goes to... This is the envelope. We have like a 47 cent budget. Here we go. Kadarius Tony. We would hand Kadarius the trophy, but, well, 
You know how that joke goes. All right, that does it for Cover 4. Now it's time for my irrationally angry attempt to make rational sense of a somewhat irrational bet. It's wagering. <laughs> All right, the big headache for football junkies is this playoff game exclusively airing on Peacock tomorrow night. Last week during Sunday Night Football, announcer Mike Tirico warned the public this was going to happen. Streaming exclusively on Peacock. The game is only streaming, so get set to get Peacock exclusively on Peacock. Streaming on Peacock, only on Peacock. This is streaming only, so we just want to do our best to let you know this is the way to watch this game. In fact, if you bet the over 11 and a half times he would mention Peacock, you crushed it. I actually felt like I was being reprimanded. Don't forget to subscribe or you will not be allowed to watch the game. It's right up there with, hey, if you don't hand in that permission slip, your child will not be able to join the class at the La Brea Tar Pits. And I see why fans are angry. It's going to be tough for a lot of the diehards to find this game, especially those over 70 years old. Like, my father would sooner find an actual peacock in his pantry than locate this game on his television. And sure, it seems absurd to deny the hardcore fans postseason action just to get football on the same network as Bad Girls Club Twisted Sister, but you know who's to blame? You, the fan. Me too, but I like putting the blame on you. But it's all of us. We can make Roger Goodell the villain, but the fact is we drove the ratings up. Yes, despite the fact that 66 quarterbacks watered down the talent pool, viewership is actually up this year. You still watched more than you did last year. And so the powers that be said, you know what? We got them over a barrel. Let's make them pay extra to see a postseason game featuring the world champs and three Hall of Famers. Our fault. It's true. So here are our options. There aren't many games remaining, so we can't very well start missing what's left. Get that thought out of your brain. We're going to watch the game, and you're going to bite the bullet. Subscribe to Peacock. If you just do it now, just download Peacock. Right here, right? Yeah, you'll be able to. It'll be easy. And then I'm going to help you recoup your $5.99 a month, and we're going to do it by betting $5.99 on Tyree Kill to score a touchdown Saturday night. You actually get around plus 130 for that one, so you'll even turn a profit on the subscription fee. Or if the bet loses... I'll send you my Peacock password you can share with me and my Aunt Chippy. And if you're nice, you'll even throw in a couple of Marlboro 100s. All right, hey, we have a great show for you today. It's absolutely free of charge. Later on, NFL insider Peter King will let us know which underdog he likes to prevail. And when we get back, the handicapping meatball hero himself, Harry Gagnon, is here. We'll break down all the wildcard games next on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. Let's bring in our guest to the handicapping hot seat. He and I go all the way back to 1993, 31 years ago, and that is when the Detroit Lions last hosted a playoff game. No lie here. Harry Gagnon, welcome back, pal. How you doing? What's up, Sal? Yeah, I remember that game. That was the real Troy Aikman, Sal. The real Troy Aikman who just got crushed that game and Detroit ran all over Dallas that day. All right, see, we're not off to a good start. I don't like that at all. Do you remember, though, the first game we watched together? Do you remember anything like that? Boy, uh, it was that year the Giants and Bills played in the Super Bowl, right? Right, I, it, boy, that was uh, the Super Bowl. You gave your 
I do. I don't remember the exact game, but I do remember during the uh, NFC Championship game between the Giants and San Francisco, you giving your roommate a clothesline uh, that just knocked him out unconscious for the rest of the day. Yes, that's. I've I've really um, matured since um, since back then. When I would lose bets, I would get physical and violent. But I've, Josh I'm, says hi. By the way, Josh says hi. Okay, there you go. <laughs> What's happening, Josh? I hope you've recovered. All right, Harry. We got all these games ahead of us. Six wild card games. Two on Saturday, three Sunday, and then one Monday night. Let's start things off. Cleveland at Houston. The Browns are a two-point favorite. This hovered around three. I think it hit three for a second, went down to two and a half. Now it's two. They're on the road at Houston. 44 and a half is the over-under rematch from Christmas Eve, 36-22. The Browns took that one, but there was no C.J. Stroud in that game. Um, I know it's a regular season vote, but couldn't they wait a week and maybe award the character, uh, character, the coach of the year? I'm looking at Cody. It's a whole different thing. The Cody honors, I think, goes to whoever wins this game, Stefanski or D'Amico Ryans. It's that big a game, but I am going to go with Cleveland minus the points here. I think there's maybe slightly too much love going to the road team with the inferior quarterback, but they are a more complete squad. And that inferior quarterback, Joe Flacco, two or more touchdowns each of the five games he's played. Browns four and one against the spread over that stretch. And as a favorite of two or more points, the Browns are five and one against the spread. High scoring game, I think. Browns defense doesn't Travel as well on the road, but I think they get enough done with Flacco at the helm. C.J. Stroud, a turnover late, seals the deal. Give me a 28-20 final, Harry. I'm with this. Uh, Cleveland, you mentioned, uh, handled Houston three weeks ago, put up 36 points. Uh, Amari Cooper was phenomenal. I had an all-time performance, 265 yards, two touchdowns in that game. David Njoku is having his best season of his career, has 400 yards and four touchdowns in his last four games. Houston has had a tremendous season, but I trust the Cleveland defense more than anything here. Miles Garrett has 14 sacks this season, four forced fumbles, and is fully capable of taking over a game by himself. And by the way, South, the Browns are 10-0, 10-0 straight up in their last 10 games versus AFC South teams, and 4-0 straight up in their last four meetings against the Texans. Cleveland, just like you mentioned, I just think overall, Cleveland, the better team. All right, I, and I'd feel terrible if I didn't remind everyone that Harry had Amari Cooper on his fantasy championship team, made it to the championship, overslept, kept Cooper in his lineup. Cooper was a late scratch, and that was that, right? Now you're scratching. You're left scratching nothing. No money. Good job by yeah, you. scratching my head. That was a bad one. Really, really bad. All right, let's pick a prop because we got some time here. I'm going to go Devin Singletary, the Texans running back, under 63 and a half rushing yards. He has stayed under this number in 15 of his last 20 games where he's averaged 50 yards a game over that stretch. 44 versus the Browns a couple weeks ago, and he's not really any better at home. 18, 26, and 36 yards at home versus the Broncos, Jags, and Bucks. That is my prop, Devin Singletary, under 63 and a half yards. I think that cash is easy what do you got yeah i got it you know i love FanDuel. So i love FanDuel. they're same game parlays they offer so many different possibilities so i got a same game parlay paying plus 122 jerome ford anytime touchdown with david Najoku, at least 25 yards receiving ford actually has more receiving touchdowns five than he does rushing at four this year and ford has scored uh scored in the game versus houston three weeks ago and Njoku, like I said, on against all odds earlier this week, could be the uh, X factor in this game. He leads Cleveland in receptions and has at least 25 yards receiving in his last 10 of 11 games. That pays, again, forward anytime touchdown. Njoku, 25 yards receiving at plus 122, Sal. All right, that's a fun game, same game parlay. The sports guy and I, a little teaser, we have a same game parlay in store for you. I'll give it out at the end of this episode. It's Shaky's base. Remember, the Texans have played seven straight Saturday early afternoon games when they've made the playoffs. That's the Shakey's game. That's where we do our fantasy banquet. I think if they get to 10 in a row, they get free mojo potatoes or something like that. But anyway, look for that same game parlay. The night game now, Harry, very controversial game. Hasn't even started, and there's controversy because it's on the Peacock Network. Kansas City, four-and-a-half-point favorite. This has gone up against Miami. Miami on the road, 44-and-a-half is the over-under, a rematch of that game in Germany earlier this year where KC won 21-14. They were uh, handling them well, and Miami made a little bit of a comeback. 
Dolphins really screwed up here. There's no other way to put it, really. They could have had a home game against the Bills had they held on Sunday night. Now they have to go to frigid Kansas City kickoff. It's supposed to be like, not my, I can't even tell the difference between wind chill and regular temperature, but I heard minus five, and that might be the regular temperature. Either way, they would have had a nice home game in Florida. Not the case now. Uh, Ten and seven, though, against the spread this year, and I'm taking them. I'm taking Miami, even though they killed me against the Bills and the Ravens the week before. My money was all over Miami. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm taking them against the world champs. It's cold. They're going to run the ball. It's going to be less about Tua. I assume Mostert is back. If not, Devin Etchane, close to eight yards per carry. This team is tops in the league at more than five yards per carry. Short passes to, to Tyreek Hill and, and Barrios and the like, and it could be enough for McDaniel to put together a nice game plan versus Kansas City, who is a shell of themselves. Let's face it. I'm going 21-20 final. Take the four and a half points. Who you got, Harry? I'm going to ride with it, Sal. I'm taking the four and a half. I don't know why exactly, but I'm taking the four and a half. Everything is going against the Dolphins right now. Losers of two in a row by 45 points combined. Tua, just one game over 240 yards passing in his last five. Going to be zero degrees or even less. It's It's on the low right now, Sal. And Arrowhead's supposed to be minus eight. And they already lost, you said, you mentioned uh, against Kansas City and Germany. Have not beaten the Chiefs. They have not beaten the Chiefs since 2011. They're 0-4 during that stretch. So Matt Moore was the quarterback of the Dolphins that day. Matt Moore, just throwing that out there to you. Mm. Mostert, Waddle, banged up as well. And something has me still going the other way. I don't know. Listen, uh, <laughs> Kansas City you does a compelling case. Passes. Yeah. <laughs> they do lead and drop passes. Mahomes is coming off the most picks of his career and his least amount of touchdown passes since 2019. I'm with you, Sal. Let's roll with it. Let's take a shot with the Dolphins. All right. Let's uh, pick a prop here. You talked about those drop passes. Rasheed Rice leads the team. And I made fun of Kadarius Tony earlier in the show. It's actually Rasheed Rice. He has eight drop passes, three more than Tony. And I'm taking him under 65 and a half receiving yards. This was 67 and a half. And then Fandle heard I was thinking about making the pick, so they lowered it. Anyway, fine, 65 and a half. It's only inflated because of his big game against Cincinnati two weeks ago. The under 65 and a half has hit in 10 of his last 12 when the Chiefs have been favored. Uh, like I said, most drops, eight. You could expect one or two more. And I don't think he's going to be streaking down the sideline in the frigid temperatures. I think it's all close to the line of scrimmage action. That's not where you get Rasheed Rice value. Get me under his receiving yard total. What you got? I got total second half touchdowns under two and a half, Sal, Mm. at minus 120. Very interesting pick here. Uh, Zero touchdowns in the second half of Chiefs games in their last two games. Just one total touchdown in Casey's last three games. In the first meeting in Frankfurt, two touchdowns were scored in the second half. And Miami right now, Miami hasn't scored. We're taking Miami. I don't know what we're doing here. So Miami hasn't scored a touchdown in the second half in four straight games. Give me still under two and a half here. Touchdowns in the second half. I like that you preface it. Say, yeah, this is a very interesting pick here. It's your pick. It's an interesting. I'm a fascinating guy. Listen to what I have to say. That's basically what you're telling us. Hey, um. Interesting pick, but uh, as of the other day, you didn't have access to Peacock. I Do you have any idea how you're going to consume this game? It's not on regular television, like I said. My guess is you won't pay for it. You won't watch it at all. And then you'll complain on Monday how the Dolphins got every single call. Is that right? Well, I didn't know how to get it. That's totally on, um, being totally honest. And then mm. my lovely wife said, she. I told her what the deal was. Mm. Um, actually, she saw a commercial, saw Peacock. She said, what's that? She asked me, and I said, well, we have to get Peacock. <laughs> so how do we get Peacock? She said, it's just an app. You get it. I said, just do it. Just do it. Oh, I said, first off, does it oh, cost sweet. anything? Like five, nine, $5.99. I said, all right. All right. Splurge. Let's do it. You knew it cost something. So you... You turned in that Lululemon gift certificate you gave her for Christmas and you got access to Peacock? I'll figure it out how it works. All right. Something like that. Okay. All right. And uh, let's go to Sunday now. We'll do one pick for Sunday and then we'll uh, take a commercial break. Buffalo, home for Pittsburgh, 10 and 36 and a half. Um, obviously, this line is a lot higher because TJ Watt injury. And if you're one of those guys that say, yeah, it's a defensive player, what's the big deal? Well, you're wrong. This is a real factor. These Steelers are 1 and 10 without him. That's um, that's a real number. That hurts them, and that's why this is double digits. I think it would have been about seven otherwise, seven and a half. But luckily, they are running the ball better, but I don't think that's going to be enough. I'm taking the Bills 
giving the big number. They rallied to get that two seed in a home game. Uh, I'm going to read you a stat from the Action Network. When two teams play in the wild card game, one made the playoffs a year before the other didn't. The one with playoff experience, 29-14-1 against the spread. That's 67%. I don't think this is a great spot for Mason Rudolph. That Bills defense recorded their 54th sack in Week 18. That's the second most in single season team history. Josh Allen should have free reign. That Bills running game picks things up. I think it's old school, early 90s Bills, Buffalo Bills football. Bills Mafia rejoices. 27-7 final, Harry. I'm giving the points. Going against you, Sal. I'm going to take the 10, and I'm not ruling out a little bit, a little little sprinkle of plus 420 on the money line here. Look, Sal, Mm. last three wins, yeah, Buffalo got it done. They're the two seed. I get it. But if not for the punt return, maybe they lose against Miami, forced four or five turnovers against New England, and still had to sweat that one out one by six, and wasn't good, really. Very fortunate to win that game against the Chargers. Pittsburgh has some major mojo going on right now, I think, with Mason Rudolph. Najee Harris, over 300 yards rushing and four touchdowns in his last three games. No Watt hurts, but no doubt about it, Sal. But Marcus Golden is going to be replacing him a lot in there. He's no slouch. He's had 17 and a half sacks over his last three years in Arizona and with the Giants. And let's not forget, let's not forget, no one gave Miami with Skylar Thompson a chance last year Mm. in the wild card playoffs in Buffalo. And they lost. Bills had to hang on for dear life to win that by three. I think just 10 is a ton here, Sal. Okay. Give me the points. All right. If you, by the way, if you had over one and a half mentions of the word mojo in the B block, you are a big winner. A one from Harry, one from me. I don't know. Babyface Joel Solomon, big Steelers fan, groaning over there. I don't know if it's because I picked against these Steelers or if you pick, if you picked for them. Is But what, Babyface, what is it? Yeah. Are you happy or? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to side with you. Oh, he's signing with me. But only because you pay my paycheck. There you go. All right, all right. I sign his paychecks. All right. Uh, quick props here. Dalton McCaid. Kincaid. Let's call him Kincaid. Over 34 and a half receiving yards. He has gone over this number in eight of his last 11. Four more receptions in nine of his last 11. This is a cold game. He's a safe option. He's their possession tight end right now. Eight of the last 11, he's had five receptions or more. I think this number is easy. Kincaid over 34 and a half minus 114. What you got? I got another same game parlay, Sal, for you at plus 134. Both Steelers here. I got Deontay Johnson over 38 and a half receiving yards in the game and Najee Harris at least 40 yards rushing. Again, Rudolph has a nice rapport with Johnson since he took over for Trubisky. Johnson was second on Pittsburgh in receiving yards and has 57, 57 or more yards receiving in four of his last five games. Meanwhile, Harris over a thousand yards for his third straight season in the NFL. And he's gone back to back hundred yard games, rushing only needs 40 here. So give me Harris 40 yards rushing Johnson over 38 and a half yards receiving at a plus plus one thirty-four same game parlay. Harry loves those same game parlays. All right, Harry, we've got to take a quick break, but please stay focused because when we get back, we're going to run down the rest of the wild card weekend. Mike McCarthy takes on his former team. Matthew Stafford takes on his former team. And Harry, you're going to take on a former girlfriend. Yes, we have her zooming in. Uh, I, we didn't tell you about this. That, well, I'm just kidding. Don't freak out. Hey, don't go away. Cousin South winning weekend. Be right back. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend, here with one-third of the D3. Yeah, Harry Gagnon. Harry, last year, you met Jim Harbaugh, and it was at a Springsteen concert, and then he went on to win a national championship, right? He did, you know, and uh, during that concert, right before, you know, I went over to him, and we talked about a bunch of things. I gave him a bunch of advice on what he should do down the road. And Good. it was a beautiful thing that he finally handled Ohio State. And look how it happened. It went, he got into the playoff, and he actually won it this year. Third mm. time to charm for Jim. Let's hear uh, hit some of these uh, games. Oh, my team. Dallas Cowboys, seven-point favorite. Home for the Green Bay Packers, 50-and-a-half is the over-under. You know what, Harry? I was a little nervous all week uh, facing the hottest quarterback in the league. 18 touchdowns, one interception in the last eight. 
for Jordan Love, who rightfully should have been starting for this team for the last two years, but some uh, some uh, crazy creepo got it in the owner's head that he should be starting. Anyway, that's a long, long story. Uh, but anyway, the parlay kid, a fellow Cowboys fan, got in my ear and said, listen, they haven't beaten anyone. They barely beat the Panthers. They barely beat the Bears, who they have to beat all the time. They barely beat the Vikings. Uh, well, they beat the Vikings, but the Vikings have quit on them that Monday night. So I'm no longer afraid of Jordan Love, Harry. There you go. We have the better playmakers on defense, more experienced roster by a lot, and I'm taking Dallas, minus seven. It's a Mike McCarthy revenge game. Uh, we're not settling for a three- or four-point win. We can't. Dak, by the way, great numbers as a six- or more point favorite at home, 19-9-1 against the spread. This one ends 35-23, Harry, with some garbage points from the Packers at the end. Boys and the over. What do you like? I'll probably take that. You know I hate taking the Cowboys. You know I hate ever taking the Cowboys, but I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm taking Dallas minus four and a half in the first half at minus 110 South. McCarthy versus former team. They get at it right from the get-go. Dallas at home has won by five points or more in six of their eight home games. The Detroit one would happen to be just by four. And Dallas has also scored at least, at least 18 points in the first half at home in seven of their eight games. And the boys also are averaging during that time 22 points per game at half in the first half. Dallas minus four and a half is the play, I think, in the first half. So. All right, I like it, but... I feel like if you if you know math at all on a second grade level, you know that they're laying seven points for the game and four and a half for the first half. It doesn't really add up, right? Doesn't really add up, but they do that <laughs> in the NBA too. So it, it's listen, Dallas from the get go, it's going to be okay. that's the that's the game where they just roll. I just hope it's not fourteen ten at half. All right, let's do some uh, props here. Brandon Cooks to score a touchdown. That's my guy plus. 240. Listen, you could bet C.D. Lamb to score a touchdown. You're probably right. He's done it, what, in eight of the last nine games. But that little guy known as Brandon Cooks, been pretty hot as well. Touchdown in his last three games. He scored in five of his last seven. Five touchdowns from the red zone, uh, which is a top 10 uh, stat for a receiver. Eight red zone targets. Pretty good. They go to him a lot. Uh, that's what I'm going with. And plus 240, pretty good number for Brandon Cooks. Score touchdown. I'm going to go with uh, the aforementioned C.D. Lamb. Mm. I'm going to go at least 110 receiving yards at plus 118. I mean, honestly, what a season for Lamb. 135 receptions, 1,750 yards. He's got 500 yards in his last three games. He's gone back-to-back 13 reception games here late in the season as well. Lamb had 11 receptions and 150 yards versus the Packers in Green Bay last year. And in their loss last year to San Francisco in the playoffs, Lamb had a nice game too where he had 117 yards, 110, easy bet, and you're getting plus money there with Lamb, who's been phenomenal. All right, Sunday night, this is a good one. Lions, home for the Rams, three-point favorite. It was around three and a half. Now down to three, 51 and a half is the over-under. I got into it a little yesterday on Against All Odds, and I kind of feel bad for Jared Goff. Like, you know, what did he do? He gets traded to this uh, Lions team from the Rams. What's that? But for dead in Detroit. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm about to say. Like, he he came over. They traded him. First of all, he takes the Rams to the Super Bowl, right? Comes over to Detroit. Uh, You know, what what did he do? Last year, he beat up on the Packers in week uh, 18. That's fun. Just short of making the playoffs. This year, he makes the playoffs, and everything is about Matthew Stafford coming back to Detroit. Matthew Stafford. Don't wear the Stafford uh, jersey. Oh, my God. His wife is mad but because they're banning the Stafford jersey. Like, why is it all about Stafford and not Goff? He's done so much to get this team to the playoffs, and they're only laying three. Um, this might be the most enjoyable game of all the way, if way I figure it to lay out. Laporta looks like he's going to give it a go. That is huge. He's the best tight end, I think available or left in these playoffs but i'm taking the cowards way out here harry i'm going with the teaser the plus nine with the rams and over 45 and a half detroit has trouble stopping the rams who have scored 20 plus points now in seven straight games and stafford puts together a good one i think it's decided at the very end but i'm getting nine so i won't pick a winner we'll get to right around 50 points i think that over under is uh fair 27 23 final plus nine and the over 45 and a half on a teaser. What do you have? 
Well, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over 51 and a half. Obviously, you can't wait for this one. So many storylines. I expect Goff and Stafford uh, to be at the top of their game in this one. Uh, in six of the Lions' last nine games, they've scored at least 30 points in the Rams. Very dangerous team right now. Nakua and Akapa have been fantastic. Since week 12, since week 12, the Rams are averaging 29 points per game. And Rams games have been in the 50s or higher in five of the last seven road games. Going over 51 and a half here, Sal. Who's winning the game, Harry? This is your favorite team. You pick a new favorite team every year. You Detroit play wins. The Lions are your favorite. Detroit wins. And you know what, Sal? I don't I don't want them to blow out the Rams. I just want them to go over. They could look kind of sad. They could look, you know, not the greatest. <laughs> they could yet. look sad? All right. I think, well, as long as they win the game, they could next week, everyone going against them, that's when you jump on the Detroit. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So this is what this would be your advice to Dan Campbell. Hey, you'll go out there and look sad this week. Look and bad, then, uh, but win. Look bad, but win. That's, right. the, that's the motto. I'm a little confused. The next week, but... you roll whoever you play, especially if you go to Dallas. All right, yeah, write it out for me. Maybe I'll understand it better. All right, let's pick a prop here. I'm going Cooper Cup. You mentioned him. Uh, plus 100 to score a touchdown. I think we get the two years ago version of Cooper Cup. That Super Bowl year, he had 33 receptions in a few playoff games there. That was nice year. Uh, he scored actually in four of the last five games. He has six receptions or more in 11 of the last 12. I think he's going to be a go-to guy. No screwing around here. You got Cooper Cup, pretty healthy, plus 100 to score a touchdown. He's going to get there. What do you have? That's a good one. I got another same game parlay. How about this one? Plus 307. Anytime touchdown. David Montgomery had 13 this season, has scored in three straight games, and only didn't score in three games all season. Another anytime touchdown, Rams, Kyrene Williams. What a season for Williams. He had zero touchdowns in his rookie season, and now this year he's got 15 total touchdowns, has five touchdowns, Sal, over his last three games, and Detroit Lions receiver Amon Ross St. Brown at least 50 yards receiving, over 1,500 yards this year, four straight games of 90 or more, just need 50, and he's playing with a bit of a chip of on shoulder, getting snubbed from the Pro Bowl. St. Brown, 50 yards, and anytime touchdown, Montgomery and Williams gets you plus 307. All right. I hope this one hits, if for no other reason, because it took our graphics guy 20 minutes to try to figure out what the hell you were trying to say with this. With guys scoring and guys getting yards. But, okay, it looks good. Plus 307, same game probably. Now, Monday night, Philadelphia 4-5 matchup in the NFC. Philly, three-point favorite. 43 and a half is the over-under at Tampa Bay. This was two, two and a half. It's a solid three now. This was the hardest game for me. Uh, they pushed it all the way to Monday night, like I said. They probably should push it to March when there's no football at all and we're starving for uh, some gridiron action, but they're not. They're going to play it Monday, and so now we have busted finger Jalen Hurts. He's got like the E.T. finger flying all over the place against Baker Mayfield, who had a rib injury and then incurred a... a ankle injury in week 18 so we don't really know what we're getting out of these starting quarterbacks i am going to take the eagles though minus the three points i know they didn't show up for much of the last month of the season bucks barely got by also it's as ugly as it gets sirianni though i think gets it together most of it's going to be a running game and as bad as like bradbury and some of those cornerbacks have been for philadelphia i think that defense contains mike evans and godwin and a beat up baker I'm going to say 24-19 final, Harry. Baker 15-25-1 at home against the spread in his career. 24-19 Philadelphia advances. I'll take that, Sal, because I'm going to take the Bucs. Team total under 20.5 points at minus 110. Baker Mayfield and the Bucs are stumbling into the playoffs. They could only muster three field goals last week versus Carolina and just 13 points at home the week before versus New Orleans when they could have won the division then. Baker, like I said, banged up in Tampa Bay earlier in Tampa Bay earlier this season on a Monday night versus Philly scored just eleven points. And Mayfield had just 146 yards in that game. And Philly has they've been brutal lately, like you meant to say, no doubt about it. But I believe they get it together here versus Tampa. Their defense shines and Tampa goes under 20 and a half points for the game. All right, there you go. Real quick, we'll pick a prop for this game. Cade Otten, tight end for Tampa Bay. I'm going under 21.5 receiving yards at minus 114. Eagles haven't played great against tight ends, but I think they've met their match in Cade Otten, who has been underperforming big time. Six of his last seven games at home, he's averaged 14 yards. He has two catches or fewer in the last five games. Cade will not figure into this game under 21.5 receiving yards. What do you have? I got uh, Tampa Bay's running back Rashad White. 
uh, under 94 and a half receiving and rushing yards combined. Sal at minus 114. Look, White is a decent receiver out of the backfield, but he's failed to reach that number of 94 in three straight games and had 62 total yards in their earlier meeting versus the Vikings. White also had under 94 yards uh, at home versus Dallas last season in the playoffs as well. So I'm going under 94 and a half rushing and receiving. All right. Now, listen, Fandle's got our back. They know that there's limited games. There's usually 14, 16 games to choose from. Now there's only six. Next week, I'm hearing there's even fewer games. But they have, in the form of specials, all these side bets you can make. And I like one just for the entirety of the playoffs. I think they'll keep these numbers up. Josh Allen, most passing yards. Now, I got rooked a little bit. It was plus 500. It's now plus 400. I still like it because you get a freebie in this game against the Steelers. And if he gets two more, he doesn't even have to get to the Super Bowl. The Ravens could beat the Bills in the championship game, and Allen, with this game in hand, could have a 320-yard lead, uh, you know, something like that. He's coming off a 359 versus the Dolphins. He had 339 versus the Eagles. I'm cherry-picking here. But the point is, you could have this wrapped up by the AFC Championship because you have this free game at home against the Steelers. Win be damned. 30-mile-an-hour wins be damned. I think... You know, he's going to have a nice head start heading into this. I love this at 4-1. to one. What do you got? I have with this one, Sal. I got a tight end prop. Plays plus 450. All three of these tight ends to have at least <laughs> 50 yards receiving. Kelsey, Najoku, and Ferguson. First, listen, I'm going to go, um, like I said, Kelsey. Uh, not a great season for Travis, but nope. now it's playoff time. And in his last nine playoff games, He's had 78 yards or more in all nine. Najoku, like I mentioned before, coming off the best season that he's had in the NFL. He's had 90 or more receiving yards in three of his last four games. Plus, he's had at least six catches in seven of his last eight. And, Sal, I'm giving tight end Jake Ferguson of your beloved Cowboys. Mm. Actual love here, at least uh, in this tight end problem. Actual love? Wow. Actual Look love. out, Jake. All right, after the break, NFL writer, a man who's always in the know, Peter King joins us to talk NFL playoffs, coaching changes, and even who is the NFL's Cosmo Kramer of the season. Lots of good candidates. Find out who it is next on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's bring in our guest. I'm very excited he's here. In his four decades covering the NFL, no one, no one has done it better or written more words. Seriously, it is a record that will never be broken. He covers it all from coffee to beer, from Jerry Seinfeld to Nate Sudfeld. You could read it all. Football morning in America. Peter King, thanks for being here. Hey, no problem, Sal. How you doing? I'm doing great. First of all, what a season, right? Controversial yeah. two-point conversions to Taylor Swift, Tommy Cutlets. How do you think the NFL writers did? Pretty great script this year, wouldn't you say? Oh, my God. But what I want to ask you is, how do they see it? They have seven games, right? Do they? How do they order the preference at this point? NBC okay, gets now, three games, including Peacock. Go ahead. I think you have to start off yeah. with the understanding, and I'll explain why this is that the Monday night game needs to be or it, it, it needs to be a four or five game. And I'll tell you right. why, because you need to have the matchups all set when people are finished playing on Sunday. You've got to know who you're playing, where you're playing. You can't have a couple of teams waiting until you know to you know Monday midnight to figure out who we play in this weekend and are we on the road? Are we at home or anything like that? So four or five is the Monday. That's priority. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Putting the AFC South winner in the Saturday early game. Is that the second priority? Because it's happened seven times now to Houston. Every time they've made the first round. No, that because seems like this okay. is probably, you know, in a rating sense, Sal, it's the least desirable game, but this is all about ratings. First of all, Cowboys, you know, Fox is going to beg for the Cowboys and they're going to get them. And then I think that CBS, they, they, they love having the bills 
and to have the Steelers is a bonus. So now you get to why would they put Patrick Mahomes on Saturday night in a, in an audience that will be fragmented because people are going to have to pay for Peacock. This is a simple answer to me. Roger Goodell wants Peacock to win. Which upset would surprise you the most and which would surprise you the least in uh, Super Wildcard Weekend? Well, the Steelers beating Buffalo would surprise me the most. I just, I can't see uh, that offense going into Buffalo and being able to do much of anything, quite honestly. The one overall that wouldn't surprise me is the Rams going to beat Detroit. I mean, I love Detroit, and I think they're a really, really good team. But just remember a couple things about the last few weeks of the Los Angeles Rams. They've got this guy named Kobe Turner, who's a defensive tackle, who has really, the last half of the season, literally been as productive as any interior defensive player in the sport of pro football. And Aaron Donald has been reborn. The offense, Kyron Williams is a top 10 running back. The Rams are a damn good team. And if I'm San Francisco, I do not want to see the Rams. You're right. The drafting they do, especially in that second, third round right there. And for years now, it's remarkable. uh, It's not just the second, third round. Puka's a fifth round pick. Right. How about this? Les Snead last week told me that that he asked people to put one of four emojis on the scouting report. And the the emoji that he asked guys to give, if it is, this translates to, I would stand on a table and fight for this guy to make the team, is the fire emoji. Maybe this emoji thing will take off and, you know, you'll see like 13-year-old girls becoming GMs for some teams. If it works, <laughs> for, it works for the Rams. Uh, Why Peter, not? Maybe the Patriots can hire one. If you're Belichick, would the other options out there, Atlanta, Chargers, Raiders, would they be like, yeah, this guy's a disaster GM-wise, but we have, we have to do, give him a chance. Which owner is going to be starstruck when Bill Belichick is sitting across the table from him? And he says, I want to run the draft. Here's why it hasn't worked. And he'll come up with five excuses why it hasn't worked. Whatever. I don't care what the excuses are. You can't give him the draft. And if he wants it, shake hands, say, hey, it was a pleasure sitting down with you. I want to talk awards for a second because I know you have a vote. I'm going to try to sway you a little bit here. Go ahead. Um, MVP. Well, let me ask it this way. Which of these uh, factors... uh, is highly regarded, most highly regarded uh, for MVP. Is it wins slash seed in the playoffs? Is it stats or is it wins against good teams? I, it's It has no definition to me. And do I think Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the NFL? No, I don't. I think Patrick Mahomes is. I think Lamar Jackson was most valuable to his team this year in his two biggest games of the year, the games that were the biggest challenges, kill the 49ers, kill the Dolphins, complete 73% of his passes, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. He was masterful in those two games. And he was masterful in a lot of his games. Let me ask you this. I mentioned earlier that you're a big Seinfeld fan. Who is this year's Kramer in the NFL? The NFL character walks in and immediately makes you laugh. Uh, You had, I'll give you some options. Big Dom, there's Tommy DeVito, there's Tommy DeVito's agent, uh, the official Brad (laughs) Allen, maybe Taylor Swift herself. Who's your Kramer character of the year? I think it's probably Tommy DeVito. I didn't really get into the whole DeVito thing, but Mm. he really was fun. And one of the things I really liked about Tommy DeVito is that when he was interviewed on Monday Night Football after beating the friggin' Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football, and I think uh, it was Lisa Salters said something to the effect of, man, aren't you surprised at how you've done? You've won these games in the NFL. You were a free agent guy. You weren't drafted. You weren't highly regarded. And he goes, 
I'm not surprised at all. I've been playing football since I'm five years old. I know I belong here. And I forget what he said, but it was along those lines. And I just love that. I didn't know which way you were going with Kramer, but I almost feel like whether it be Seinfeld, whether it be Curb Your Enthusiasm, I've gotten to know Jeff Garland a little bit. And whoever it is, I almost feel in so many ways that so many of those guys love football. Jeff Garland watches every snap of every Bears game. He'd do it if they were 0 15. You know, Larry David is a sick Jets fan. Everybody does it. And so, like, I I, I love that about showbiz. It's about the NBA, too, but in, in football, everybody's got a football team. Football, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Larry, to end curb your enthusiasm, this is the final season. It would be great if he became the Jets' offensive coordinator, right? I mean, they could do worse as a. Uh, oh, my God. They need to rewrite <laughs> it to make him that. Poor Nathaniel Hackett. But I think yeah. he actually might go along with that. He said, you know, we might be better off with Larry David. You did it again. You're the greatest. By, by the way, promise me you'll never take Christmas off again. I know you wrote a column, but it didn't, <laughs> you know, I know you had to be with your family. If you need me to talk to the family and say how detrimental that was to your readers, I, well, I'd be glad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What yeah. about in the future if you just write every Christmas column? Okay. How would that be? <laughs> Deal. Again, again, we'd be letting your fans down, but uh, I am there for you if you want. Uh, read Peter's column, Football Morning in America. Listen to the Peter King podcast. Peter King, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, Sal. Thanks a lot for having me. All right. We'll be back with more Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. We return. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, before we wrap things up on Cousin Sal's winning weekend, fresh out of the oven, it's the same game, Shakey's Parlay, courtesy of me and the sportsish guy, Bill Simmons, Browns-Texans. We're going Cleveland to win the first half and the game. Joe Flacco to continue his excellence, 200-plus yards, two-plus touchdowns, and David Njoku to gather 50-plus receiving yards. Put it all together. Make yourself some mojo magic. A huge thanks to Peter King and a regular size thanks to Harry Gagnon. And most importantly, thanks to all of you for watching and listening. And please remember, you may feel like an underdog, but you're all my favorites. Happy handicapping.